How's the B-Day, bro? How is Palm Springs? It was good, brother. It was drinking in the sun. Nice. Which is always, you forget about just kind of the half-life that's created from drinking in the sun. Like You definitely have to calculate a little bit. Like, you got to do a little bit of beer physics on this and, and go, okay, let's account for the sun. Yeah. Now, usually I like to leave the Sundays to just kind of recover, but I was like, it's birthday weekend. Let's switch it up a little bit. So, Odello's back in play. <laughs> the Dello. Well, it's also, uh, you've heard me hung over on this podcast before. It's, um, it's not the funnest hang. You, you do have a little salt, a little hint of salt in your eye when I see it. You're just like, <laughs> ooh, man. I can't tell if you got a bad beat or you're hung over or both, maybe. Who knows? Oh, let's clap this off. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 126 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandan, and with me, as always, more than a summer pod fling, most awesome. Right, baby. That's right. I'm here for the long run. You're sitting with me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something special. <laughs> we're building on this like it just you know through the quarantine through everything we've just gotten stronger my friend i know it's just really forging our relationship so what's going on you're going on uh vacation yeah that's going I down know. that's right going on vacation the uh the fam rented a house just outside of indianapolis on the lake we're gonna go down there do a little uh little little fun in the sun action on the lake and uh Hang out, drink, and uh, barbecue, and and just get out of out of Dodge for a little bit. It's nice. That's that's great. It lined up with the uh, with the entire family. Like everybody kind of had this week off, or they were just kind of you guys have been targeting it for a little while. Yes, we did. Well, we already we had a, we had a, a trip out to San Diego on the books for in and around this time. That obviously didn't happen. Yeah. So we we pivoted, and thankfully the the sister in law and their kids uh, and husband are like only three hours away uh, from us. So we found kind of like an equidistant spot, put it on the books, got it. Uh, you know, other family members came in and uh, yeah, it'll be good times. Dude, how excited are the girls? These are the cousins they stoked. like hang out with, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are like their BFFs. They're stoked. They're ready to go. Grandma and grandpa, seeing grandma and grandpa, they were very excited for. So that's, that's really good too. Well, we'll get you a little something to listen to on the car drive there. That's right. Episode 126. <laughs> uh, jam back. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're talking fantasy football 2020. Uh, we're doing Does MA Have It? We're doing that sports cards round two. Got the box right here. We're going to pull some out. Yeah. So we'll do. Let's do it. MAB fixes birthdays. I just had mine <laughs> yesterday. Um, I think you guys are going to like this. A little interesting. I'd like to see your take on this too. Um, Neapolitan Showdown, top three things you tell your younger self. And we're going to do the Brandana Gambling Corner. That's right. This is segment four of eight. We are doing the AFC West, a fan favorite from all our audience out there. And we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Ooh, it soft me up on that one. I know. You remember, I know. The, you remember the quicks? The quick, the quick call. I like it. Quick count. A little Brady at the line, a little Romo. Give me that ball now. Let's go. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we're from the headline, bro. We're doing fantasy football 2020 top 20. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Ooh, because uh, they've reported to camp. Most teams have reported to camp. Uh, no preseason. So we're going to be talking about a little fantasy football, who we like for this 2020 fantasy year, which will be an interesting year. It will be, yeah. Everybody seems to have their fingers crossed. And, you know, we don't do a shit ton of COVID talk on here. Like, yeah. I think it's just kind of like how the back office works and all that stuff. You got enough COVID talk every fucking where you every, turn. You don't need to hear it. This yeah. is your safe haven. Uh, much like the NBA, though, the NBA took a while. And I think everyone is kind of giving the hats off and the just applause for how they were able to set this up and pull it off. And it seems it's moving in the right yeah. direction and now feels more like it's, it's going to happen as opposed to, like, fingers crossed. Um, are we feeling that same vibe from the NFL? I know the players are kind of clamoring for it. It seems like I don't, I know they come out and they said like, we're trying to figure some things out and we have a plan. I don't think we've really seen a lot of that plan. Was this the NFL kind of waiting first to see like how MLB NBA plays out or are they kind of just scurrying now that we're getting closer to a deadline? Yeah. I mean, and, and I truthfully haven't dug too much into it. Just so just everyone just drink preemptively right now. <laughs> While we get into this, but like, I do know that they, they hired a team and the big, like when the big social media push from all the players is like, we want to play that whole thing was going on. It was basically not that the NFL hadn't done anything that they were just operating in contrast to a couple key points, none of which they were really specific on. I think like what the opt out plan is uh, being one of them, which I think they've got more clarity on. And then just like, what's the story if, people test or, or test positive or, or what's that so I think they have gotten some more answers and I think as of today as we're recording this on Sunday uh, I think Pat Mahomes the league MV former league MVP current Super Bowl champion came out there and was like excited and, and felt hopeful about the season which should say like all right well maybe they've gotten a little bit more points that they were hoping to get across earlier and uh, and 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 feel comfortable <laughs> excuse me, feel comfortable in, in what we're doing. Yeah, I think that's right. And also we've seen a little bit more, um, the NFL, I think compared to all leagues, it has the shortest kind of uh, lifespan per player. Yes. So I think, you know, everybody kind of wants to play, especially those. I think the average is like two and a half years or something like that. So we always kind of see that the NFL players lose a little leverage, but it's nice to see that kind of the the stars of the league where they could really kind of throw their power around or just like trying to, they want they want the season to happen as everyone else does. Yeah, and, and of all the leagues and player, or excuse me, of all the leagues and all the players, they had the most like uniformed like they were together on this point like and it was a social media blitz it just kind of uh, the, that's the way people get people's attention these days is like this is we want to play but we need these answers and i think it was you know from what i could tell it was mutually kind of you know beneficial on both sides it's like look like we want to play this is not us not wanting to play it's us or or bickering about money it's just like we just need to know just the, the 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 eyes and the T's of this situation, how they're going to get dotted and crossed. All right, fantasy football. Let's jump into that. That's yeah. that talk. Uh, so top twenty right now. I'm just going to list them out. This is from the um, top one hundred on ESPN. Christian McCaffrey, number one. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Delvin Cook, Devonte Adams, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake. Chris Goodwin, George Kittle. Um, my immediate response off of this in our top 10, uh, just two wide receivers. It seems like <clears throat> here's my two, here's my macro view on two of this. Like usually it seems like 
uh, especially the PPR league over the last few years, like there's been a little bit more shift from value and wide receivers. And we'll usually see like three to four wide receivers, I think in that top, top 12, top 10. Uh, this is, this is one of those years, like, do you see an all out number one running back? Like there's four players you could take off this board, number one overall, and be able to completely defend that choice. Yes. Uh, I, I think McCaffrey is the presumptive number one for, for good reason. I mean, his, his usage rate has been insane Yeah, with a new coach and a new quarterback. I don't necessarily know if that is going to. I mean, he's going to get a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. I just don't think they're going to use him as much. But if I'm staring down the barrel of that number one pick or that first auction, I'm I'm probably I'm probably going to lean hardest into him just because it's it's the best offense of the top. Well, see, that's the thing is, is it, it all depends on New Orleans, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's one of the better offenses, right? Yeah, I mean, Kamara has a little bit of yeah, he's not struggled a little bit, but he can be feast or famine just based on yeah. kind of the one-two punch they have there. Uh, I think Derrick Henry a little low at eight. That, yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like Tennessee, uh, finally, this Derrick Henry thing I've been talking about for four years, like they finally kind of figured out just <laughs> right. how, how much of a badass this guy is. Like, why would Tennessee, especially in, you know, it's with Ryan T- Tannehill, not a high-flying offense or anything. It seems like they would lean on that run a lot. He's a lot of guaranteed touches. Maybe not a lot of catches, which I put Christian McCaffrey above. But, I, you know, I'd like Derrick Henry above Saquon Barkley as much as he's amazing. Like, that Giants offense is definitely still on its way up as opposed to being where the Titans show they can be when valuing that running back. Mm-hmm. Well, I do like what the Giants did in Andrew Thomas and taking that left tackle. They've made improvements. I think Saquon Barkley missed a couple games. I think it was four games, everyone drink, uh, last year. Jason Garrett is their, now their offensive coordinator. So I, I would imagine that they're going to try and utilize him in a very you know Ezekiel Elliott fashion. And I think he is trending upward. Um, but, I, I mean, I have, I have Derrick Henry as my sixth overall player. I have Saquon at two, Zeke at three, Kamara at four, Michael Thomas at five, and McCaffrey at one. So I have them a little bit higher. I, I think for me, the the limiting factor of Derrick Henry is is he's not much of a receiver out of the backfield. And we've yeah. seen just like all of these guys have the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, and the usage, right, 300 carries plus the postseason run that he had, um, that's putting it into that high touch count you know, the dreaded 400 touches for a running back is like a death knell fantasy wise for these players. I don't think he was anywhere close with it. When you, when you factor in the playoffs, um, I think he was probably 370 ish somewhere there. Uh, I'll have to double check that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, that's where I think you get, you get dinged a little bit on Derrick Henry. Yeah. It usually spells doom, right? Like that yeah. season after that kind of yeah. that breakout high volume thing. Um, so you basically have, you have Derrick Henry jumping Delvin Cook and Devontae Adams. So it's not that you don't like those guys, but let's just pick those two guys out. What do you expect from Delvin Cook? What do you expect from Devontae Adams? So Devontae Adams, um, you know, everyone talked a lot about Michael Thomas. He had like 33% or 34% of the target share. Devontae Adams, even though he was injured, had 31% when he was healthy for the green Bay Packers, which just means more targets, more opportunities. It was a down year. They didn't draft 
any wide receivers the Green Bay Packers did. So if you were to they drafted a quarterback, they did draft a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there I set them up. You knocked yeah. them down. I like I'll, yeah. I'll slam a scotch to that. Fucking idiot. Um, and and uh, and Dalvin Cook. The only thing that I ding Dalvin Cook on is his new offensive coordinator. Um, so you know, and and the potential looming. Is he going to hold out? Is he not going to, you know, is he going to show up, you know, camp, you know? So that's one of those things there. I I like Delvin Cook on, and also too, he's missed 19 games in three seasons. So yeah, yeah. there's that health thing for sure. Um, Really fast. So I want to do this kind of just on a side note. Can we just, can we get rid of the term sleepers? It's really starting to bother me. It's really starting to annoy me. It's just like in the age of internet and all these magazines and everything, like, the fact that the top 300 is preloaded into your drafting, like sleepers don't exist. I'll yeah. do reach. Let's call it a reach. If you, if you want to talk about a player to reach for, like a little undervalued, but there's no such thing as sleepers. Right. Exactly. Yes. I, I, I love it. Be your, your spot on. You get your, your finger on the pulse of the fantasy yeah. football world, because at this day and age, everyone knows three deep in that rotation, who these wide receivers are. Um, you're not, finding these sleepers unless you have multiple leagues and you consistently get the same guy then i would but everyone's like all right i'm gonna reach on this guy earlier than everyone else right yeah we definitely see that go down uh i think chubb was a candidate for that too i think maybe one or two years ago there a lot of people just kind of like want to reach for him a little bit um oh what's up with mock drafts what's your thing do you do a lot of mocks what's your Uh, your i I tend to i tend to load up pretty quickly right before like our drafts do a lot of mocks just to see how they shake out. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the like ones where you just do random people at random assignments. There's some, there's some other leagues where, or, or other services where you can go out there and actually plug in some details of your specific league and yeah. like where you're going to be selecting if it's a, if it's a, um, a snake draft or an auction setting and you can kind of preload those factors in there to give a little bit more real world. Cause whenever I do it on like with just random yahoos, they end up like cutting bait, like two or three picks in and then just going against the computer and it's the yeah. same like algorithm. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It was just like, I think it was like the year of like um, Doug Martin or whatever, or like the muscle hamster. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, in all the, all the moxes going like round three and then like, um, well, we can't talk the league that will not be named, but anyway, in, in my experience, I would see that like, all the shit you thought you were getting lucky with in the mock draft didn't happen in the league you're in if you're playing with a bunch of smart guys. Cause it's just like, you right. just gotta, you gotta go after the guy you want. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is, is if, if anything has taught us in fantasy football, it's like, if you like a guy go in for him, if it's yeah. an auction draft, go in early, don't fucking toy around and hang around and wait to outbid somebody. Those are, those are the guys that you can kind of, like wait on and be like, oh, maybe I can steal this guy at like two or three bucks that maybe everyone's still kind of waiting around. Um, but if, you, if you've got a guy that you want to go after, get him early. There's, you know, who cares? It's a big, long season thereafter. There's going to be a ton of moves. So if you miss on one, you know, it's not the, it's not the end of the world. It's when you miss on multiple of those guys. That's where you get fucked. So we got two QBs in the top 60. Um, I mean, I could let you guess who they are, but everybody knows. It's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes coming in around 28 and 29. I was trying to, I was trying to get I was trying to get in the does I may have it. Oh, no, yeah. That was too easy. Yeah. That was a layup. I didn't want to embarrass you. That's right. Um, 
that sound right to you? Who do you take? Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and how early? I'm a late QB guy. I wouldn't take yes. either of these guys. Yes, I, I don't think I would. I don't think you're going to get the same like repeat performance from Lamar Jackson. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen with with uh, Patrick Mahomes? I would say, if you got in your first couple rounds, if you got in your first two rounds, the guys, your wide receiver, running back, or those guys. Maybe you just want to load up, depending on your how your league league structure. If it's if it's an emphasis on quarterbacks, like some other leagues that we're in, then I would say probably try and go after Lamar Jackson early, just for the running component. But I would look at I would look at that component more so than anything. It's like, who's going to steal me a couple freebie touchdowns, like at the goal line? You know what I yeah. mean? Those are the guys I'm looking for. All right, well, let's end as we always do. Do your yearly disclaimer on how important it is to know the rules of your league. Yes, <laughs> right. Know your fucking rules. It doesn't take that long. <laughs> simple. It's really simple. Know how many people you can have on your roster, your the IDPs, your fucking, if, if somebody, if you have a, 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 an IR spot, what constitutes IR, what doesn't, uh, pay, pay the fuck attention. Yeah, know when you can pick up the free agents. Yes. Like, if you can't do, like, I just save your commissioner, everybody, just a bunch of text time, and save yourself from looking like a fucking idiot. Like, just get those rules down beforehand. Setting, setting your lineup. I, did, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't realize that this would be such a challenge for games that occur on Sundays, predominantly. Yes, so um, lineups. All right. All right. Uh, that's your guys' warning. Um, any fantasy tips you want to give us? You want to talk fantasy football? Shoot us an email at MAB Sports Podcast. Can I tell you? Can I tell you this one thing right here? Of course. Be wary of rookies this Ooh, year. Yeah. Be wary. Oh, this, year. Be, this, year this year specifically. This year specific. No, like not a lot of training camps. No kind of, OTAs. No training camps. I know everyone's yeah. going to be diving on uh, a lot of the Jerry Judys, the Henry Ruggs, the Clyde Edwards Alar, and I'm sure they're going to be great. But they're going to be learning a lot. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? Because it's also wide receivers, even in perfect years, seem to take like two or three years to like get fantasy relevant, like those rookie guys. So I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't load up unless you just are dying to have a J.K. Dobbins or something like that. I I would just – I would – temper my expectations on those rookies let somebody uh, else let me, let me let somebody else roll the dice on them yeah if you have a dynasty league uh what are you taking number one overall oh dynasty leagues i would probably take clyde's edward alar just after they've you, the chiefs have made the moves for um you know keeping that offense intact so yeah. long term i would probably go that um because you're also talking about like with those rookie running backs you're just talking about touches and it's kind of like a josh jacobs situation last year it's just like yeah. He's like he's immediately the guy that's going to be touching the ball. You know, there's going to be a lot of times that the Chiefs are up. Not that they take their foot completely off the gas, but just kind of like utilize that running back. A little interested though. Are we still we still have Shady McCoy in Kansas City, right? Are they going to be a little bit more split touches than we think? Uh, they have Damian Williams. I actually don't know what they did with with Lashawn. I don't think they've. I think he. I think he's gone. I don't think he. I don't think they brought him back. I could be wrong. Yeah, they had a conversation. They were like, "Can you not just hold the fucking football out? Can you put it underneath your arm?" And that looked like an idiot. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, does MA have it? Um, this is two of. I don't know how many times we're gonna do it. We've got a big box of old cards. Uh, we're kind of figuring out what worked last episode. So I think what it's gonna do is I'm gonna read the name. I'm gonna tell you the sport. I'm gonna give you the name. Yes. And then you're going to tell me the team, the position, and then 
if it was kind of a journeyman, then we'll see. I'll tell you the year of the card, and maybe you can tell me what exactly okay. that team was. I'm trying. I'm really trying to push myself and try and get two pieces, not just wing it on on one. I'm gonna really. I'm gonna strive for greatness right here. All right, buddy. Let's do. All right. Okay. Um, just be okay. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Kirby Puckett. Oh, Kirby Puckett played for the Minnesota uh, Twins. Was an outfielder. Kirby Puckett. He was. He was. Look at that. One for one. All right, we have. Ooh, that was a good warm-up one. I like it. That was good. Yeah. Um, basketball. Lucius Harris. Lucius Harris. Did he play for Seton Hall? In the back of your card. Does it say in the back of your card? Does it? Uh, Long Beach State. Oh, Long Beach State. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go Denver Nuggets guard Denver Nuggets. Um, he is a guard for the, was a guard for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Harris. Well, you can't win them all. Well, one for one. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting fired up. I'm that hurt. Fired. That hurt you, bro. It, it stung me. It stung me. Okay. This is, um, 1990 pro bowl card oh, NFL like Dalton Hilliard Hilliard. Dalton Hilliard was oh, fuck mm. played for football, right? Yeah, A- AFC team, AFC team. Uh, not correct, NFC team. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Son of a bitch. I know something. Is it running back? Right? Is it running back? For yeah, the running back, running back. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. All right, we're gonna put that as a loss. What do you want? Okay, well here you go. I don't even want to do this one, but we'll do it because we take the cards as we get it. Um, Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott, safety for the yeah. 49ers. Cut his pinky off. Uh, he did. Uh, this is a Raiders card, though. He had some. He had some Raiders days too. Oh, okay. Right. But that's still one. It's still one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and two. Um. Okay. Ooh, Richard Dent. Richard Dent Football. with the, with the defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears. That is correct. Nice. We're getting into. I'm gonna kind of blow through some of this baseball right here. Um, you know, maybe get this. I don't. Know. All right, so we're doing basketball. Rodney Rogers. Oh, uh, Rodney Rogers. Depending on the year, could have been yeah. for the Clippers or the Nuggets. Yes, and, and uh, was like a small forward. And I think he played for Wake Forest. Oh, throwing the college out there. Also, college isn't on the back of this card. Well done, bro. All right, four, four for two. Wait, which one was it? Which one was four it? Uh, it's the Nuggets one. The Nuggets, yeah. Rodney Rogers. Rodney Rogers. I uh, gotta get through these comic book cards, Magic the <laughs> Gathering cards. <laughs> um. Okay. As much. Ooh. This. All right. We'll see. Um, no, okay, okay, okay. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, nope, I'm gonna give you that. Hey, here we go. NFL, Haywood Jeffries. Haywood Jeffries was a wide receiver mm-hmm. for the Houston Oilers. That's it. You know, Houston Oilers was my favorite team growing up. We had that conversation. Oh, yeah, because you're a big Warren Moon guy. Big Warren Moon guy. Oh, was yeah. that right? Was that right on the Oilers? Of course, yeah. Hey, we're Jeffrey's oh. Oilers. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. You got the scores. 
Um, let's look at the. You're so nonchalant on that that I just fucking drilled Haywood Jeffries, well, wide receiver like, I, from the run I, and gun. I, it's just like I come to expect it from you. You're just you're a home run hitter, so I think it's going to happen. Okay. Um, this is NFL Floyd Turner. Ooh, 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 yeah. Floyd Turner. Yeah, nothing. Lloyd Turner. It's so hard to tell. Also, these cards are so old. Like some of these guys could have been in the league for like one year. I know, right? I know. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. These are one. Um, no, it is wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. God damn, the Saints are killing me. Yeah, Saints really got your number today. All right, that's um five for um five for eight. Oh wow, this is. Let's go! Come on. Yeah, this ain't gonna go well, but I'm rooting for you, buddy. Um, Stony Case, NFL. St- Stony Case was a quarterback um, who nice. played for Louisville, and I think was the Ravens. It's a bird, so we're gonna give it to you. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Where, was where he around? You? Was he around long? I don't remember this guy at all. No, he was. He was drafted in like the seventh round. What, what does it say where he went from? Stony Case. I'm pretty sure he went to Louisville. Doesn't say. We'll see. God damn it! No way! No, you got the. I gave you the point. Um. Okay. So for so for this one, I'm going to need. I'm going to need the team because I think this guy traveled around a little bit. No, it doesn't look like it at all. Actually, (laughs) that'd be bullshit. Um. Okay, then we'll do. Then we'll do. Okay, Jeff Hostetler. Oh, Jeff Hostetler predominantly was a quarterback for the. uh, Oh wait, yeah, for the New York Giants. He also played for the Raiders for a bit. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yep. You got it. Uh. So the last one we'll finish up. I'll make this a little tricky. Um. Mel Gray. Oh, that's a Detroit Lion, baby. Yeah. Mel Gray was a key. He was a big. Yeah. Uh, why? Uh, defense back or wide receiver? Shit, I can't remember now. Wide receiver. Yeah. And kick return. <clears throat> Big time for, kick returner. For a bonus point, so he. Oh, oh my god! Tell me what team he played for before the Detroit Lions. Uh, Mel Gray. Uh, Mel Gray owned a lot of Ford dealerships in Detroit. Just FYI. Um, oh no, that's Mel Far. Fuck no, it's too many. <laughs> Um, fuck, I don't know. P- Pittsburgh Steelers, I have no idea. The New Orleans Saints. Ah, son of a bitch. Got your number today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight and three, like you did last week. Guys, so we got this big box of cards. Uh, we are going to do the Pee Wee Sports panel. You want to get on it? Shoot us an email, mbsportspodcast.gmail.com. If you're kids now, I'm going to talk a little bit about coaching them and your experience remembering when you played Little League. And then we're going to send these cards to whoever wants them. Big, heavy box of cards. It's going to cost me $40 to ship. Probably $35 worth of cards right, in the price. Right. <laughs> that's, that's generous at that point. Uh, all right. MAB fixes birthdays. <laughs> so here's the problem with birthdays. You don't know. Some people like their birthdays. Some people don't like their birthdays. I remember I like my birthday. We've talked about this on the pod and I was in a ton growing up. As you kind of get older, it does seem a little self-indulgent. I'm kind of over it. 
So I was like, what's the right call? Cause some people you wish happy birthday and they're just like, I don't want to talk about my birthday. Like I don't want any gifts or anything. So it's just like, everybody kind of has, it's not like a real holiday. Everybody has kind of like a different set of rules for like how they want their birthday acknowledged. Correct. So to fix this, this is what I'm doing. Um, you spend your birthday in isolation. You get the day off from work, whatever it is, you go to a hotel and it is just to reflect on the year and then plan on the next year. And that way, no one feels guilty for forgetting to text you or anything. Like you sure. just go by yourself and you do whatever you want to alone and just kind of reflect. And it's just like, you get that day off from work. Like, it's just like, it's, it's in the, in the contract you sign. Like you just go spend one day by yourself. Just kind of like thinking about the past year, the year upcoming. What do you think? I like this. This is interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to go like, you know, Kane from like, uh, you, you, you know, fucking going on there just by yourself and just yeah. a traveling man. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But um, what happens if you have family? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. It's tough so. putt. It's a tough, I mean, as much as I like to stay in a hotel by myself. Well, I think that's part of the benefit too, right? It's just like, it's your one day. It's Paul's one day that he can just go like, just be by himself and like really think on it. So it's, yeah. there are sacrifices in the spouse to have to understand, but if it's just the new rule, like, you know, Dr. Mrs. Kamish gets her one day when it happens. And it's just like, it's, it's a little, I get like super spiritual, but it's just like, it's a time where you can reflect and just like, come on, here don't. you go. Hang out in the, in this hotel room. We'll pick you up in 24 hours. I like, okay. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The family. Yeah. It might not work. With, <laughs> there's a certain age when kids stop getting excited about their birthday, like 18, right, right, right. 18 and younger. We still do the same thing about just like sweet 16 or it's just like, you know, it's your eighth sure. birthday. We have all the, you know, the 21st. You're going to spend 21st in a fucking hotel room. All right. So it's, I'm trying to fix this. All right. So 21 also 30 on. There we go. Yeah, keep yeah. Okay. Really I like, 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 and above. 30 25. And above. 25. I'll start on 25. Okay, 25. You should, be, you should be grown. You're out of college. You should be grown at yeah. this point. Yeah, so you reflect on it. What do you think? It's interesting. Got it. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and, and I'm, a, I'm not an anti-birthday guy, but I'm definitely not like a big, you know, pomp and circumstance for my birthday either. So I do like this. The reflecting. You I like just that. Yes, yeah, you got you got to come out of it with, with something. You, you you just can't go and sit at the Holiday Inn and fucking you know order room service and watch like you know HBO on you know for free or whatever. Yeah, so the purpose. I don't want this to be sad. Like I don't no. want you to like go check into the Holiday Inn and just kind of yeah. sit at the end of the bar, just like sip it up on your birthday. But it's just kind of like right. it's a you day. But I do think you need to take time. It's just like all right, what was my last year like? What was my thirty seventh year like? And then what? Because I think people. I think people think about doing that, but then it just blows through and there's never time. If there's sure. just, there's just one day a year where it's also like all the other holidays, you know, especially if you have a family, like you're, you're surrounded by a lot of people and it's just, it's not a time to be like, all right, like what do I want to get done in this next year? Or you have like work and that overlaps. So it's just like one day hotel room. How am, how am I going to tackle 38? What right. is 38 going to look like? Get the dry erase board up. Like, 1,000%. I, I do like it. I wonder if people would be disciplined enough to do this. I do think yeah. you could make it's a bad. caveat. It's like, uh, if I wanted to go and camp in nature, right? Cause maybe that's where they that. find themselves like most, you know, centered and, 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 and introspective. I do think there's something to be saying, like maybe you should do like a solo activity where you get away, clear your mind, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can't, if you've got, you know, three, three kids and, uh, you know, a wife that doesn't want you fucking leaving for, for 12 hours, uh, un, uninterrupted, 
maybe just ratcheting out, taking the day off. I, I think there's some value in this. Like take your day off for your birthday. If, if you're over 25, you've got a job, you got paid time off. You've got, um, you know, you know, you know, vacation time or whatever. Take that time, take that one day, go do something solo for yourself. Right. Cause if you're working, mo- there's a good shot that it's going to happen during the week. You could just take the day off, go do and do something self reflective. It's, it reminds me a little bit of, and I, I don't know why it reminds me of this, but I remember hearing um, the guy, Phil Rosenthal, who created everybody loves Raymond, right. You know, this TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So he would go and he would, when he was like broke and had no money whatsoever, like he would save up all of his money and go and go spend it at like a $200 plate restaurant and like go for that experience because that meant something to him. And that was super important. He was like, it was much better than a vacation or anything like that. And people couldn't get their minds around like, why would you spend all this money for just one meal? Take that one vacation day and you could go on a vacation. Like we're going down to Indianapolis or whatever, but take that one day for yourself and make it a little mini vacation really kind of sit, set yourself up for the future and looking at like, what did I do? Well, what didn't I do? Well, I do like yeah, so this now. Yeah. yeah, You are okay with this guy spinning. Cause if that's what like, it's cause especially that one meal, like I get it, but it's like, if you enjoy the experience and also that the importance of it is built up, right. If you're saving for that yeah. for like two months or whatever, it's just like, when you sit down for that meal, you're just like really taking care of yourself. So yeah, I'm like, I'm pro that also. Yeah, and but it but it's the same principle, right? It's like I'm yeah. I'm saving this time up for me. I'm saving it up for myself to to step away for from from everything, cancel out the noise, and I'm just gonna go in here and you know and 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 I think that's interesting because I don't know if enough people spend time with themselves enough to really well yeah really do yeah. that. That's what I'm thinking of because I think you're exactly right. I think especially like if you have family or just like, you know, dependents or whatever, or it's it's easy for like two or three years to just kind of take off and like three or four years and you're just like, shit, like, yeah, like I wanted to, I don't, I don't always go back to this, like learn how to play the piano or like whatever, like I, like I want to read more books. Like, how do I do yeah. that? Like, you know, just having that time at least one day a year to be like where it's not everyone kind of in the same zone. Cause I think that takes away from it too, where it's just like, all right, this is, this is most awesome day. Like, I'm just, I'm going to go to this fucking hotel room. I'm going to think about like, you're just like, yeah, you know, like I, there's that screenplay I wanted to write. Like, all right, here's my goal. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to write like, you know, five pages every other day. And just like, bang. it's just a nice time to catch up with yourself without any other influence. Yeah. And it's, and it's an easy mile marker to do so. Right. Cause, cause it's always yeah. easy for everyone to sit there and be like, I'm going to write this screenplay. Tomorrow's the day that I'm going to do it. Well, your birthday is a pretty, you know, universal event that, that you will constantly remember. And it's like, all right, this is my day. That's why I like making this a rule too, because I still think there's a little um, negative connotation. If you take your birthday off, like there's something that's just like, Oh, like grow up or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. if, like if you like your birthday too much and you're getting a little older, it's just like, Oh, like, well, you eventually age out of that. Where it's just like, if it's just this universal automatic thing, it's just like, Oh shit. I didn't realize that Brandon's birthday is in July oh, 25th. That's next Wednesday. So I guess he won't be at work. Cause he's going to be doing his birthday self-isolation thing. Yeah. Interesting. I do think there's something to that. I think, I think more people uh, really need to like take a minute and stare into the mirror a little bit. And really, and, and also like, and, and given the opportunity to do it too, we got to take care of each other and take care of ourselves. And I think there's just, yeah. 
I, I don't think you get that opportunity. I think a lot of people have like that intention, but it turns into just like, Oh yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Or like, yeah, this weekend, like it doesn't look like anything's on the, on the docket. So like, I'll definitely, and people also don't know where to get started. Like right. if you're just like, sometimes you know what the problem is. You, you might want to be like, I want to read more, but like, you're just like, well, how do I even fucking start doing that? Right. And, and you, you need a few hours to just think about it. Yeah. And it, just it's easier to put stuff off that's like that's your own personal goals especially as we know is like just time gets away from you work gets in front of you everything like there's just constant like there's just if anything this serves as like the discipline day to start whatever it is the, the 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 introspection of brandana on this day and it has to be done that day right like yeah you gotta take that day and do it not not pass it around yeah, it becomes super low priority. Well, it ties into, um, we're going to be talking about the Neapolitan Showdown. Brace yeah, the So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. Bro, yes. Bro. Uh, Stony Case did play for the Ravens after the Cardinals. Oh! And, and, and Rodney Rogers did play for Wake Forest in college. He, didn't, he went from the Nuggets to the Clippers. I just said both. Oh, and, and Stony Case didn't play for the Cardinals. He played for uh, New Mexico, so I'm an idiot. No, he, did. he played for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, no, but he played – I thought he oh. played for – the Louisville Cardinals in college. Mm. He did not. He was also a third round pick, not a seventh round pick. Well, God, I think at this game. I was not at all. I was gonna tell the listeners that if they took a drink to spit it back in their bottle, but it sounds like it's it's a wash. It's <laughs> it, it evens out. So we're good. Exactly. I need Paul to showdown. Um, funny we're talking about around birthday time. A great timing to bring it up. Top three things you would tell your younger self. This this came from an email suggestion, correct? This is an it emailer. Did? Yeah, this is yeah. uh, Stacy's in this email whose birthday is today. As we're recording. Early. People want to say, ironically, they would be using that incorrectly. <laughs> uh, all right, so top things you tell your younger self. Um, I come out of the gate, stick to your hobbies. Oh, here's, okay. Here's the weird thing. There's something about, uh, they say youth is waste on the young or whatever. There's just something about just like, there'll always be tomorrow. And I think as yeah. the older you get, like, valuing what you can do man we're getting deep on this yeah valuing um like part of my philosophy has changed just like whatever i can do today to make tomorrow like the easiest and most efficient and i and i think that comes to hobbies right like you you start playing the guitar or whatever and you put it down play the piano second time we brought that up i don't know why i keep doing that it's an easy way to go but it's just like it's if you just put that time in like how many things would we think about right now where it's just like oh like I could speak French, you know, if that time that I started speaking French, I just spent an hour at it every day, like since that time, but you just kind of drop it, it goes away. And like we talked about in the last segment, also, it's easy for the days to start just kind of getting away. Then all of a sudden you're just like, am I going to write that screenplay or not? Right, right, right. Yeah. Sticking with your hobbies is good. Um, What I would say is trying and working hard is cool. The guys Uh, that just show up and just, just, the guys that just showed up in like high school and like, oh, I didn't study for this test and got an A. Th- these these are 
these are values that we like trumpet in middle school or elementary school or high school, but do not serve you well in the long run. Try, put your effort into things. If I could go back to a young MA, it'd be whatever you do, just try, try your best at it. If you stink, who cares? I remember in school, I remember like trying to hide the fact that I tried or like, I'd like doing my homework and getting all that stuff done. Like you just kind of hide the nerdy thing. Uh, were you just kind of the, I'm too cool for this. Did you have that vibe for a little while? I, I, you know, just being like any kid, just being in the insecure kid is a, I would see like my friends and it's like, oh, they wouldn't study for a test or they would say that they wouldn't study for a test. And then yeah. get like the A and then, you know, and then I'd get the, then I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to study either. And then I get the B minus and it's like, oh, way to go, dummy. Yeah. Like, You're like, I thought we were all in this together. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then do you think it's like that now? Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no, no. I was going to say, I, I think there is a little bit something to that. You know, the guys that like cut the corners and cheat the cheat the angles a little bit. Um, for some reason, like we celebrate that as if that, that's a good thing. Because we, we value like raw talent over yeah. hard work a lot of times. And we wish we could have the, it's kind of like Facebook or like social media. It's like you just see everybody on their best day but you never see like what goes into it to make that day. So we see all this stuff and we're like, we hear these guys like, Oh, I didn't work hard at all. Meanwhile, they could have been tirelessly working and then just said that for just a little bit of that, that, you know, bump or whatever. So you think that, that uh, I like your point of like, we value raw talent. So it's, it's all of us are trying to look like everything that we do successfully comes naturally. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. And it's like, we don't celebrate the work that went into it. I, 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 I we see it in rare it's not rare instances we see in a lot of things now but a lot of stuff that we that gets celebrated now is superfluous like you know surface level stuff right you know instagram models and and other people out there it's like uh, you know we could all go to a plastic surgeon we could all just go and work out and just take pictures of our butts like <laughs> yeah not to get into like the ma parenting tip like what is the conversation with kids and social media like i guess that's still probably a few years away for you yeah. but uh yeah. But just kind of like the uh, instilling the that it's cool to have hard work. And do you think I know it's impossible to tell since like, you know, neither of us have been to high school in like 20 years. Right. But do you think that vibe's kind of changing now? Is it cool to work hard now? I, I hope it is. I, I certainly hope it is. I, I, I have my, you know, I have my younger nieces in there. I, I don't like you see the same things. It's like the defeatist attitude where it's like, well, I, I'm just I, I, I'm not good at math. So I'm just going to get like a C. And it's like, oh, no, no. Like, yeah. don't say that you're, you're self-defeating already. You could get a C yes and not try, or you could work your ass off and get a B plus and feel really good about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't get an A, but I worked my ass off and it felt good to get that. And I, I think we have to celebrate like the, 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 for whatever reason, people don't see like the, the hard work. They can't. They can't, I don't know, they can't see it over and over again, right? They they want to see they're like, oh, I snuck by and got the A, but they never see it like, oh, I studied my ass off and then I got the B plus. It feels good in the moment, but it's like, for whatever reason, it, they don't hold on to it the same way where it's like, man, I flew by the seat of my pants and bullshitted and got an A on that test. I don't know how I did that. I yeah. don't know why we see that. Uh, and then social media with kids, I, I think is like, is just a super scary, like, thing for young kids for the exact fact of like they see everyone else around them having their best moments they see none of the negative and then they sit yeah. there and feel 
you know, way more pressure on like, well, why isn't my life as great as Greg's down the road or Sally or whatever her name, you know, why isn't it that great? And then, then also too, there's this weird thing where it's like, you could do all these filters on yourself to like change how you look. I'm not talking like yeah. the dog ears stuff. Like that's just sure. dumb and silly. I'm talking about the stuff where they can like edit and like change their photos and change how they look and then post that and then get a whole bunch of likes and follows because of that. And then like, but that's not really me. And then you have this whole weird, like narcissistic, like dysmorphia thing that's going on where people are like into you or what you're doing for stuff that really isn't you. And, and it's a weird thing. And I, I think it's a bad thing for especially young women to just be on their phones, constantly taking pictures and then editing every little like nook and cranny on them because it's, you know, that, that's a great point. It's, it's like, that's like steroids in baseball, right? The excuse of yes. steroids in baseball was just like, everyone's doing it. So guy, I got to do it. And now, so if the benchmark on the social media is the lie is a lie, you know, right. all my friends are like, you know, not me specifically, but it's like, I'm, I'm a girl in middle school or whatever. And all my friends are like, I know they're Photoshopping their photos and just getting that best photo out there that they can. Then like, I'm going to have to play at least at that bar to feel like I have like a level playing field on my popularity with these kids. Right. Right. And yeah. And God forbid, like some of these girls, like the TikTok girls, like my cousin, my niece is really into, into TikTok. And it's like, this girl's got like 80 million followers. It's like Charlie something or other, like D'Amico or something like this. But she's got, she's like 16 years old, has like 80 million followers for doing TikTok dances. And it's, it's gotta be just like, okay. So obviously there's popularity, but then for like the kid just in her local town, I was like, Oh, I have 10,000 followers. I'm 15 years old and I'm doing these dumb dances. Like that's a, it's got to be a, a, a total mind fuck at 15. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because we also talk about it too. It's just like, it's why my premise on why like a lot of the uh, child actors like fizzle out or just have like a hard rebound back is just because the human condition isn't built to be, once you get all that exposure, like it's hard to walk it back. Yeah, like as yeah. soon as you're just like, oh, I have 3 million followers, like that becomes your base level. And then all of a sudden, like if people aren't following you anymore, like you don't know what to do with yourself. And that creates like a depression. Yeah. And yes. And all the normal milestones and progressions you make for like maturity and growing up and like learning heartache on a real level and then kind of rebounding for that gets totally accelerated or in some cases doesn't even get out of the starting gates. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, uh, like Ricky Schroeder or like, you know, Mark Paul Gossler probably was like overrun with like women and wealth and all this stuff early on, probably didn't know what it was like to not be successful. And yeah. then by the time that they're 19 or 23 and it's like, all right, the world has moved on. You're like, well, what, what the fuck happened? Exactly. Yeah. I, and now I'm, now I'm an adult, but I have, I have adolescent coping skills with this exactly and that's a problem yeah mark paul gossler figured out what it's like to be not successful around <laughs> nypd blue Davies. got to the bottom of that um all right i'm giving Ricky you a schroeder idea. went to rick schroeder is like <laughs> that'll solve it uh all right i'm giving you a b minus for playing it cool i'm giving myself a wee for you got a six of this french you do all right number two wee wee um, this is big to me. I'm actually, I'm going to move this to my number one. Oh, ooh, little um, pivot, little, little pivot. Little pivot live on the spot. 
try to get the win. I'm going to do um, budget your money and stick to it. Yeah, very good. Just learn, just learn money. Just learn money. And it's all, all this has kind of like the same common theme of where, uh, and I think my number one will sum it all up, but it's uh, even if you're fucking up your budget and you're not saving any money and you're not making money, at least be able to look at it yeah. and have accountability on what you're doing and know it and learn how money works. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. in like high school, the, the stuff we study, but the stuff that we don't pay it's, any it's attention insane. to. It's insane. I want to start, like, I don't know how to do it. Like I don't have kids. So I think the urgency is like a little less, but I want to create something to where we're teaching about a, a, a higher finance curriculum, like right. at like the high school level. I wouldn't even know how to go around and start that. Like, I'm sure it's like district by district, but it's like, I, it's so insane. The simple shit that's just never brought up. Yeah. Being, uh, like filling out a check. No, no one ever tells you how to fill out your like W2 or like what, what taxes mean and like what all this shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, uh, so credit card, whatever. So your credit card interest rate is 12% a year. So I want you to be able to tell me. So if you have, if you're, floating a $200 balance on that card, like how much is that going to cost in one month? Right, right, exactly, yeah. You should know, you should know that. <laughs> like you're yeah. signing these contracts, you should know what that means. You should also know like what is credit? How, first of all, I, I, I mean, what does it look like? What's important to it? Why is it important? And like, hey, I know you want that t-shirt when you moved in to your dorm on freshman year, but don't <laughs> exactly. sign up eight yeah. credit cards because it's going to dang your credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, credit. Um, yeah, credit's super interesting to me because it was. I mean, no, no secret. I'll put it out on the pod, but it's just like I wasn't great. You with my put your credit. credit score out of the pod, bro. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't. Twenty-five. I wasn't. I wasn't good with it in college, and then you know it took like it took an honest like ten years to change it. Oh yeah, like, discipline. Like it's just that's it's, the thing that's fucked, right? Is is like you can be an idiot, not know what you're doing, and ruin your credit, and then have to work your ass off. Yeah. To like get it's it. really hard because once you're shut out of that club, also, like you can't get the opportunities that build your credit back up. You know, it's a yeah. slow run. So it's just like, you know, if you fucked up on credit cards a little bit, like in college, it's like, and now that you kind of, you're just like, oh, my credit's fucked up. I hate that. How do I get it right? Where it's just like, oh, you got to get, like, you got to open another credit card and pay all that shit off on time. It's just like, well, how am I going to get a credit card with like dog shit? Like, and how am I not going to get in? And there are things like there are some banks. I think banks need to do more of this too. I know there's one that's a local bank in our area because uh, we had them come in and talk to our employees that they do like credit restart packages where they'll like look at you, they'll work with you. They'll set up a plan with you to like really help build your, but it's not something that's like widely advertised. If I was a bank, I probably, that would be my single biggest thing that I'd be advertising is like, hey, we'll do all these restarting credit packages. Maybe though, but doesn't it sound like, I mean, banks are still a business at the end of the day and it sounds like it's a little higher risk. So I think the banks focus for as sure. it probably should you're be. Right. Yeah, you're, you, you're, you're, probably, money, yeah. You're, you're probably right, for sure. There's a reason that secret's just like, oh yeah, we do do that. Uh, so you have shitty credit, great, let's get this right. started. But they'll, <laughs> but, they'll, but they'll sit there and be like, but even your parents should sit there and like Mr. Four Star, like sat me down and I was like, all right, you're 18 now. So we're going to go to the bank. We're going to get you a $2,000 loan. You're not going to touch it. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't touch it. It's not your real money. And you're just going to pay this back, this loan, because you have no credit. So you can get, and you'll just, you'll basically pay over the course of the year, like 250 bucks to fucking for the privilege to boost your credit. It's credit. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. 
Yeah. Uh, my number two, good one. I like that. That's very small. That's very small. Um, my number two, what's the worst that could happen? Just ask for the thing that you want. Mm. They're, they're only going to say no. That's the worst thing that, that could happen. And I wrote down embarrassment is temporary, but regret. I don't want to say it's forever, but it lasts a lot longer. Oh yeah. That's good, bro. That's yeah. good. Do you have because like, uh, do you have any riff from the headlines on that? Like just any like, um, case studies? Oh, personally. Yes. Yeah, just like a, a million girls that I could have been like asking out or going for the, the job that I wanted or asking for business or asking for anything that I just really wanted to like, go out there, ask for it, ask for the work, ask for the job don't fucking try and play, keep it cool or like, Oh, I hope they, I hope they'll call me back. Fucking go ask them, ask them. They're, they're just going to say no, no, it's not a big deal. I love that. So do you have any, especially cause you're, um, I mean, you're involved in sales. I know yeah. you work with salesmen and stuff. That's got to be kind of a big, like just kind of stump point for you to like not fear the no. Is there, was there a time that you remember that you kind of just, you're like, all right, here's my goal. Like I got to get over like hearing no. And so it's like exposing yourself to it or almost like taking unnecessary risks just to be like, I, I just want to hear no to build that up and realize like a no is not going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Unfortunately it was like, it was probably later in that where it's just like, all right, I just, I, I can't care anymore. Like I'm just, I, the tipping point of living my life the way it was versus going out there and just going after the things that I wanted was just, I, I had reached that tipping point. I was like, I, I just don't want to live this way anymore. So the nose aren't just going to be a, a, a stopping, you know, block or, or, you know, something that's going to hold me back. So I, it wasn't like, I'm just going to go out and expose myself to it. It was just like, all right, I'm just, I can't put any stock in this anymore. This is this way of life. Like you were talking about earlier, like this isn't getting me to where I, where I need to be. So I just need to go out there and do it and ask. And then it's like, then when you start hearing yes, or you're like, Oh, I was able, maybe it wasn't the thing that I thought I wanted, but, that no led me to go down to this direction. And, you know, like, for example, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a real world example. It's like, so we moved to, from LA to North Carolina and I basically didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I kind of wanted to do like some sports stuff, which I, this is what fulfills us now, but I actually interviewed for the iron Dukes, which is the fundraising department for the North, uh, for Duke, uh, like all the athletic department. Um, and I got all the way down to the, like the final uh, round. I didn't get the job obviously, but, um, but it all started with me going in there and I, wa I just walked into the office and it was just like, I want, I want to work for Duke, like what, what's available. And that started a, like a whole chain of events that led me to that. Now, I, like I said, I didn't get the job. So it's not like, Oh, the hero wins the thing. But the point of the matter was, is like, I could have just sat there and lived in North Carolina for like two years and always had this like regret of like, Oh, I really wish I would have just gone to Duke in this moment or North university of North Carolina, or like really like pursued that. And, uh, and I did. And it, like I said, it didn't work out, but now I have no qualms about that. I have no like sitting there and like, well, what would have been if I had gone there and maximized my time? No, I tried. It didn't work. But you know what? It's pointed me in a different direction that that ultimately I'm very happy with. But that's the point of it. It's like I don't I'm not wistful of what I didn't do. Yeah, this is a big. This whole segment is kind of big and heavy. And if there's one thing I want to chime in on it too, because I'm I'm passionate about this stuff, and I I know that you are also. Yeah. It's 
you don't realize if you're super specific in your path, like specificity, like just blows by everything else. There's right. plenty of people wandering around trying to figure out what they want to do. Like if you're just like, and I don't, I'm not getting into like the secret cork board things. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying like, and that's why I want like, like we talked about in the last segment, is just like that birthday to just like focus on stuff. Cause it's just like, if you know what you want and there's a target, like you can, you can work back the goals to make each day like a step in that direction. Like, it's just like, it's knowing what you want. There's the bigger hang up with people. In my opinion, it's not that I can't get to do what I want. It's just that they haven't like really asked themselves like what they want to do. Right. Like, what do you want to do? And like figure honest, out exactly what you want about to do. that. Right. Yeah. And be, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be honest. And, and not knowing what you want to do is okay also. But I mean, what I don't like is just like, you know, we all have people in our lives that just kind of complain about their situation. And it's just like, well, like, I'm not hearing what other situation you want. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm hearing like, you don't like what's going on. So like, I, what's your plan to change that? All too often we hear now, I hear a lot of like, it becomes less about like what they want, but more about like what others had and how they arrived to that. Right. And, yeah. Which is another trap. Yeah. Which is a huge trap, right? It's the same thing that I was talking about, like looking at the guys who like got you know got the A on the test and didn't have to study. It's the same thing. You're like, you need to focus on yourself, like you said, and be honest. And if someone has a position that you like, right, or that you want to do, it doesn't matter how they arrived at that position or what they got or what they did or who their uncle is or who, you know, like whatever fucking silver spoon they were born under. It's like all right, that's what I want to do. So maybe I can't have this guy's job in this particular thing, but maybe I can find a way to get somewhere sim similar to that. Or I can plot a path and it's like, I'm going to have to start playing like 3D chess a little bit here. It's like, I need to go here and get this experience to now come and be better suited for that. So how yeah. do I go and get that experience over there and come back here in two years and be ready for it? Those are the questions. Yeah, the race is Baz Luhrmann. Everyone wears sunscreen. The race is long and in the end, it's only with yourself. Love that quote. It's going to get a tattoo to my body, but a lot of text. That's a lot of words. I know that. Uh, all right. I'm giving you two stones for what you need to drop that. And then I'm going to give myself 780. All right. Number three. Um, <laughs> don't borrow from tomorrow's happiness. This is my over oh, this is great. thing. Yeah. Like it's, it could be drinking. It could be laziness. Like all this stuff is just like, it feels good today, but you're kind of fucking up tomorrow. Yeah. So that's like, like I said, like my goal is always the easiest goal I found to kind of keep myself in a lane that <clears throat> I feel comfortable with, with how productive I am is treating tomorrow like it's more important than today, which I know goes against a lot of things. Like it's not the carpe diem. It's just like seize the day. Like I understand all that stuff, but it's just like in being responsible and habits and hobbies or whatever, it's like prepping as much as you can for tomorrow today to like make it as easy as you can for yourself tomorrow. So you can, and it feeds on itself, right? So you can prep for the next day. So you can prep for the next day, prep for the next day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And then like you, like you said, once you look back, it's like all that preparation has brought me here, right? Yeah. Has driven me to this area. I like it. And, and the, the borrowing happiness, I think we do that a lot. It's drinking, mm -hmm. it's eating, it's all the self-indulgent stuff that we do. It's, you know, it could be if you're an actor and not preparing, reading your script hard enough, right? It's all those things, right? You're just stealing a little bit of that joy so you don't have to do that stuff. They're playing yep. fucking video games, right? Yep. It's all that same thing. By the way, catch our, catch our Mab League at Twitch, by the way. 
<laughs> Speaking of video games, you guys are want to see this uh, <laughs> new league coming soon. Right, anyway. exactly. Um, so my number one is uh, guess what? Everyone is just as scared as you are. Mm. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it's just one of those things. And I, I think you know, I, I really got like this category really like for me was really squarely in like high school right i felt like very like my high school brain like like entered into this conversation and it's yeah. like everyone whether you know as confident as they were or self-assured as they seemed that they were uh they were just as nervous and just trying to figure this shit out no differently than you are their stuff may have been your stuff might not have been their stuff but they may have loads of insecurities that, that you don't have. And, and we're all just out here in this great fucking marble spinning around the sun, fucking trying to just figure out our shit and hoping that, like you said today, I can be a little bit better tomorrow. Yeah, and that's, I, that's a great point. I like you bringing that up too, because I think it harkens back to also the social media conversation you brought up where it's just like, that's what's kind of getting hidden, right? And what you think about your daughters is like, you want to let them know, it's just like, I know it looks like on your friend's Instagram account that they have the most amazing life in the world, but they go through the same shit you're going through. Right. They're going to have like kind of the same things. And it's like, honestly, like you can't take social media at face value because mm -hmm. I think it would have been harder then. And, and I like, I like where you're going with things. Cause when I was reflecting too about this category, I was just like, I was trying to think about me in high school and it's like, what's the shit that took me like six, seven years to like figure out. Right. Right, right, you know, right, like, right, what was right. I just, like, totally blind about? Which is what the category is, but it's just, like, yeah, there's, at the end of the day, like, we're all, you know, we all were born without able to speak the language, you know, able to walk, able, like, we all just, like, there's a lot more in common with our journeys than there are differences. Yeah, exactly right. And it's one of those things where we, we tend, and I think me personally, when I start to realize that the stuff that I am going through it's not like independent of anyone else. Like it's not just me that goes through this, that everyone goes through this. It tends to like lessen the severity of it. It's like, all right, well, there's, you know, however many people, my friends, my circle of, of associates around me, like they've all probably gone through this at some point in time. They're all there. They're all seemingly doing just fine for themselves or were, you know, communicating like, I, 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 I must be able to get through this too, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have anything special that I don't, so I must be able to get this too. So it to me, it, it makes it feel like the the, the major th events that go on in your life are a little, not as severe, but they are, the, the, it, it's stuff that universally people have gone through over time. I'm not, it's not just happening. This one event has just happened to me and I just, the only one in the world that's ever had to deal with this. And that to me gives a little bit of solace to know that, you know, all right, well, people figured it out. I'll be able to figure it out too. Yeah. That's, and this tough balance also, right? Like the tough balance is this experience is unique to me. I'm a unique individual, but it's also like, I'm, it's hard to say, I don't want to say like, you're not special, but I, they're just like, there are other people that have had the experience that you've had before. Like, so you're not alone in this. Right. You're unique and also like not, you know, not as random or just like the only thing that you feel you are. Yeah. You can be unique, but you aren't special. You know yeah. What I mean? That's like, how, yes. I want to say like, I didn't, I didn't know if that sounded like a drop in the hammer too much, but it no, is no, no. Like, you're unique and not special. 
but but people aren't like you aren't special there's there's a very special there's a very unique oh there's a very specific like special category that some people have and and lebron james is special and is a athletic prowess albert einstein is special and the genius that he has in his mind right i'm not any of those people so i'm not of this delusion that i'm fucking special you know know, yeah i should have made three ball I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I got you. You, know, you fucking <laughs> you you make, you make a good cocktail. I'm not gonna lie. You, you know I what? Got a lot I, of skills, man. I'm unique in the way that I dribble. By the fact, <laughs> it's just like my left side. Goes the, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is, is, like, I think people, and it goes back to my number three. It's like we all like are searching for this like special. Like I'm special. This is my one unique thing. Or, yeah. This is my one like super important thing that like separates me from anybody. And we we. And, and some of the, your things is we never take the time to lay it all out, put it all on paper and actually go and execute that. We just kind of hope we'll have this flash of genius and it'll just come to us. We're not that special to be blessed like that in a certain way. Yeah. It's just like your journey doesn't have to be amazing, but it right. will be unique. It'll yes, be your yes. journey. So just like gobble up like what you want to do. Cause you only get one spin on this earth. We're getting deep. All right. God damn. Did we just figure out life, bro? I think we did. This will officially be the last podcast. We nailed we did it. it. So <laughs> enjoy. Go share amongst your friends. Obviously, five stars. Um, obviously, five stars. Um, yeah, I can't call the winner on that. I say the winner is going to be Stacy for sending that email. Yeah, Happy good birthday. one, Stacy. Thanks for getting us digging deep. Um, all right, guys. Brandon, a gambling corner. Bring us to the jam. in a gambling corner segment four of eight the third year we're doing this we are doing the over-unders from each division we are now on the afc west embarrassed myself a little bit last week i think a total of uh five and a half games off all set i think that there was one that was like was it two and a half off I mean, I, I, who's keeping score anymore, Brandana? Oh, God, I know. I lost everybody. Uh, this week, not going to happen again. I'm going to be within a half game of each one. With the AFC West, they're playing the AFC East and NFC South. Obviously, they play each team in the division twice. And then there's two just kind of grab bag games. Yeah. Um, all right, who you want to hit me with first, brother? Ooh, let's go with the Raiders. The Las right. Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, baby. Uh, so we got a little move. Um, sticking with the quarterback, what offseason moves did we see? Nothing crazy, right? I mean, they they the draft was was interesting. They had Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. They loaded up one of my receivers. They brought in Mariota for the uh, Mariota. That was backup the QB. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just trying to go through. I'm trying to think of any other big. I've got it right here. Nothing really that jumped up. Oh, I mean. No, they brought in Jason Witten as a tight end, but I, I mean, nothing that really is moving the needle on me. Nothing big. Okay, so the um, the AFC East is, you know, we probably have that ranked probably, uh, you know, fifth or sixth overall, toughest division in the league, maybe even seventh. Like, not right. a little scared there, so you get to face that. Uh, NFC South uh, could be a little bit of a lift. I have them at, I'm going to bump it, but I'm going to keep it here. I have them at seven games. I know you wanted to bump it up. Seven and a half. 
Oh man, I want to go seven and a half. Dang yeah, it! You want to come out of the shoot, but that's good though. Half game is good. You're you're on it. Seven and yeah. a half. So far, so good. So there, I mean, there's not like there's not a detrimental stretch again. Like a lot of things, these things are kind of in the air. Like how good is Carolina going to be, which is their first game? How good are the Patriots going to be? Um, they're obviously they have the at the Chiefs game, which is going to be you know kind of a strike against all these teams uh, in the in the AFC West. The Browns, uh, the Jets, I mean, nothing crazy. They finish up the season, you know, um, hosting the Colts, hosting the Chargers, hosting the Dolphins. So it's just like that's back to back to back. And I think you could you could sweep that. So it could be a, self, a thing where the Raiders find themselves in a little bit of a hole, but could kind of dig out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, nothing jumps off the paper for them. Obviously, they loaded up. This, this whole division loaded up with speedy wide receivers. Um, to really kind of keep pace with the Chiefs. And I'll sit there and say, like, uh, between them and Denver and them and, um, you know, the, the Chargers. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. right. They, right. right. They, should, they should kind of – my guess would be they kind of would split most of those, you yeah. know, but uh, they're going to be humming right around 500. So is 8-8, eight and eight, like, totally out of the realm of possibility? No. But, you know, they do have a tough, like, middle of the, of the season with Buffalo at Kansas City by week, then Tampa Bay. So they get a week to pre- prepare for that. But it's just like there's too many variables on this. I, I, me personally, I'd stay away. But I wouldn't be surprised at a 508-8 team. This is a team that went 7-9 last year. And, uh, you know, I don't see any big departures off their roster from last year. Yeah, the number's good. So all these teams we're going to be looking at is probably going to be a full game less than what they would be if they were in a different division. Like, right, you just right. have to feel shitty if you're the Raiders and you're just like, oh, now we got, like, the Chiefs, which looks like to be the front runner to create, like, a new dynasty as the Patriots kind of fade away if we see that. So it's just, um, yeah, it's a bummer set up there, and it's easy for them to kind of get lost in the shuffle. What's, this, what's the second team? So I'm half game off so far. Um, so no man dollars on that one. Let's go the yeah, Los Angeles chargers this was tough this is tough so uh who's a quarterback out here they got tyra taylor Taylor. yep then they drafted justin herbert out of oregon so the draft gives me i don't know if vegas looks about looks at this but the draft gives me a little feeling that this could be a little build for the future although like they'll you know they're being in that uh that new stadium what new stadium last year or this year this year New this year, year yeah this year, yeah, yeah so they'll, they'll be in that uh and i think there's a lot of rumors afterwards like when they go after brady did they make it run for brady did we ever hear about that you know we never i never saw anything that like officially came out that they made like a big you know yeah. offer for him um they re-signed austin eckler right mm-hmm. they they brought in brian beluga from the packers they signed interdivisional chris harris uh, and then they traded for Tra Turner, an offensive guard. They kind of loaded up on their guard. They brought in a defensive uh, linebacker for Kenneth Murray. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so, so they had some decent offseason moves. It's just like, are they going to sit Herbert for the whole season, let Tyrod Taylor go out there and try and take him to the playoffs? Yeah, I know. And I'm always like – I think the Chargers is always the one um, – I'm off with the most. I'm always pretty low on the Chargers, and Vegas always likes them. And I'd like to remind everybody, I am always correct. <laughs> right. Go ahead and remember that. Um, right now, I'm middling back and forth. I think there is talent. Uh, 
like, again, like this AFC West isn't looking at like a terrible schedule. They all get to face the Jets, the Dolphins. Uh, I have them at eight wins. You're, you're a half game off, seven and a half. <clears throat> I almost rocked Very close. Very close, though. That's good. But this is, this is, truthfully to me, if I'm looking at this right now, just early on, I take this under on the seven and a half. They're, I think they're, so too. Yeah. They're, they're at Cincy. Then they go to Kansas City, Carolina. That could be a winnable game. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Jets. Uh, although they just the Jets just traded Jamal Adams. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Raiders bye week. Denver, Buffalo, New England, Atlanta. Raiders away. Denver, KC. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on that. Those first five games. If they if they go one for four, and they're starting to look at Herbert as opposed to like let's just get them out here then this is like a, 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 a six and ten team you know what i mean yeah i'll set yeah i'll set my under over on herbert starting probably after that saints game so i'll give i'll give tyrod taylor the first five right which is like Bengals they win chiefs they lose panthers they win buccaneers they lose so they're two and three and then to give them a little confidence or roll them out there like get them out there for that jets game yeah yeah, or, or, or wait to see how they go. If they lose Jets, Minnesota, then for sure you signal Jacksonville sitting at, you know, two and what, five at that point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's prime Herbert. Uh, yeah, I think that, that timing is important, right? Like uh, you want it to be a home game to give confidence and yeah. you want it to be in like an opponent at least they have a shot with. Like you don't want to roll them out there for the, uh, the second Chiefs game. All right, buddy. Yeah. Uh, third, so I'm off a total one game over two. Not bad. Um, let's go. All right, let's go. We're gonna we're we're gonna keep our audience at bay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go for the Denver Broncos. I like this team a lot. I know. This is my, this my hot for you. It's my hot team. Uh, it's not a brutal schedule. Tennessee Titans is one of their grab bag games. Not great. Uh, all right, quit being a coward. All right, eight wins. Man, you're just hanging around. Seven and a half. Let's leave I had it written down. Why do I always move it by half a game? <laughs> ah, that would have been two if I just stuck to my pre-pod work I do. Barring happiness from tomorrow, I'm going to be That's sad. Right. That's right. They, I mean, offensively, they have made some moves. They brought in Melvin Gordon, Graham Glass out of the, the offensive line, and A.J. Boye from, I think, Jacksonville, right? Secondary guy. Uh then they loaded up on wide receivers. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler for Penn State, speedy guy in the return game. Interesting. Uh, and then they got that tight end from Okanubiwi or whatever his name is from Missouri, who had a little seasoning with uh, Drew Locke, who's a speedy guy as well, too. And then you got Fant, Philip Lindsay. You've got all these guys in here. It's, a, it's an interesting offense. Yeah, so it's definitely uh, their, their first half. I mean, their buys right there kind of. Uh right there in the middle a little bit. The first half of the schedule, I mean, they're coming out of the gates, hosting the Titans, which is a big lift, at the Steelers with Big Ben back. they got the Buccaneers with all their high-flying weapons and Brady, although I think you and I are both kind of low on this Brady reboot of the Buccaneers. Yes. And then at Jets, at Patriots. Uh, yeah, I just – yeah, it, just, it kind of looks like just fledgling around 500. But, you know, if they beat the Titans and beat the Steelers starting out 2-0 on two of their toughest games, like this could be really a team to keep, the, keep an eye on. 
and they played really well. I mean, Drew Locke, for all of my shitting on him in our pre-draft two years ago, yeah. came in there, and we didn't like him because he held out as a second rounder, which I know that 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 chapped your hide, uh, Brandana, but uh, came out and played pretty well. Now you could make the argument that no, they weren't really playing for anything, but they came out, finished seven and nine, uh, pretty good. Seven to three, seven TDs to three INTs. Um, one was like four of the last five he won only he looked like shit against the chiefs so it's like one of those things where this has been yeah. indicative of drew drew lock is he played great against the shitty teams played terrible against the good teams so we'll see how this trend continues in year two what was that weird game wasn't it the broncos versus the bears i think i lost money on it it was just like the bears ran down and quick that kick that quick field goal was oh, that was er- yeah, that was early on in the season. Yes, yeah. they they did that. He that was still the Flacco led Broncos at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Drew, Drew, this is Drew Locke's team right now at this point. Yeah, you got it. Um, all right, buddy. What everyone came to see, can wait for this inbox to fill up. Got the Kansas City Chiefs. Oof. Um, it's gonna be a big number. Because it's also got the popularity, so people are going to want to bet on it. Yes. I don't think you can get all the way to 13. I'm going 12 and a half. 11 and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And that number, yeah. Will, that number will go up a little bit. Yeah, that'll, that'll move up. It, 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 this is a number, and I think I, you know, you could almost say it's already at 12 at this point. If you, depending on what book you're looking at, it's 11 and a half or 12. I've saw most of them were 11 and a half. But, like, you could go to Caesars and get it for 12 right now. Yeah, okay. So, let's figure out, like, well, let, let me try to find these four losses. Uh, Houston Texans, that's at our Arrowhead opening day. So, I'm going to give that to the Chiefs. Right, I'm going right. to do a half. I'm going to do a half loss on that. Yeah. Uh, at the Chargers, they take care of business. At Ravens, I'm going to give them half loss for at Ravens. So, that's one loss. New England Patriots will take care of business. Raiders. At Bills, I'm going to give them half loss for Bills. <clears throat> so, that's one and a half. At Broncos, I'll give them half loss for that. Going to mile high is always tough to play. So, that's two full losses. Uh, Jets Panthers will take care of. They'll take care of the Raiders. Uh, at Buccaneers, I'll do a half loss there, two and a half. Uh, Broncos at home, they'll take care of. At Dolphins, at Saints, I'll do a half loss there, so that's three loss. Uh, Falcons at Arrowhead, I'll get in the win. And Chargers at home, so yeah, three. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm. I think I like the over on this. I, I did too. I wrote down thirteen and three. They're bringing pretty much everyone back. I do not anticipate a. Super Bowl hangover. So yeah. if you're doing if you're doing that math at home, that leaves one other team left for my Super Bowl hangover, and it ain't the Chiefs. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, I like the I like the over on it. I would put Mab dollars on the over. Again, continuity in this offseason is important. Yep. The, the 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 biggest rookie that they brought in as a running back, rookies traditionally uh you know ramp up pretty quickly offensively and they still have a good you know damien williams who was nearly the super bowl mvp that they held on to as well too uh, i like it i like giving me that over yeah so take take the over on the chiefs because i think um it most awesome hits on a big point that i don't want the listeners to gloss over that continuity is important they're running it back yes. and it's just like Mahomes is great energy everyone there is thinking about dynasty and it's it's also got the it's got the vibe of a team that's put in the work and not just like have it expected. Like they're, they're fan base is guy. They're excited. So I would, uh, yeah, I think that's my grab of the week is and get in on it now. Cause that number will pop up, which is yeah. uh chiefs 11 and a half MVP of the week, brother. 
Um, all right, let me read this real fast. When Tom Cook and Joe Feeney agreed to split their future lottery winnings years ago, their friends didn't think their handshake would mark a multi-million dollar agreement. But last month, Cook checked the numbers for his June 10th Powerball ticket and discovered he had won $22 million. He didn't hesitate. Quote, a handshake is a handshake, man. Cook said an uh, agreement in an interview with Wisconsin Lottery. The lottery confirmed Thursday that Cook and Feeney are splitting the prize. Their pact is so old that Feeney couldn't remember exactly when it started. He guessed it dated back about 20 years ago. In a release, the lottery traced the deal to 1992 when the lottery game was first offered in Wisconsin. Holy shit. Is this, this is a real story? This is a real story. Yeah, they shook hands. They both, uh, 20 years ago, they don't know the date, but they were just like, hey, look, we both played the lottery. If either one of us ever hit the jackpot, we'll split it. Are these and, guys like that they play all the time? Are they friends or are they just like? They're uh, friends, yeah. Okay, they're, they're boys. Like they, they're yeah, yeah, talking, they're friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah they right. shook hands and they're just like, we'll do it. And then he hit the $22 million and didn't even think twice. He was just like $11 million. Well, he's probably like, you pay all the taxes. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> that's right. How the agreement works out. Right, 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 right. Ooh, man, what I love this story. This is yeah. fantastic. I I'm love not it. like that. Yeah, a handshake is a handshake. I love it. Oh, um, very good. I'm gonna go uh, with one, Mister Alex Smith. Got officially cleared after yeah. that devastating ankle injury to play football. Um, yeah, we're just gonna give it to him. All the hard work in the world, not not as cool as a handshake, but uh, hey. Pretty fucking good. Good on you, Alex. So good. Back on the field. Uh, we'll do a bow, 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 birthday bow, bow, bow. out to Chris Wheatley and Stacy Madigan, whose birthday is. And so. don't forget yes. our Brandana. Mr. Oh, Ooh. Brandana. Thank you. And Wait, Mr. Four Star. Mr. Four Star, too, right? Exactly. Two guys in my life who fuck hard. That's, that came out <laughs> weird. <laughs> I love it. I'm definitely keeping that in the pod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. MAB Sports Podcast, episode 126. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember that we have the um, Pee Wee panel. Shoot us an email yes. at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. And we got Mab League coming soon. We got something. We got something. We'll figure it out. But uh, keep your eye out for that. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Ooh, folks, our Mab credit score is five stars. <laughs> Perfect. Style, fame, she likes, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.